This is The Bottom Line on Rhode Island Public Radio. I'm Dave Fallon, along with Providence Business News Editor Mark Murphy. Hey there, Dave. And as part of Rhode Island Public Radio's One Square Mile Look at Burrowville, our guest is Burrowville Economic Development Director Thomas Kravitz. Thanks for coming in and talking with us. Thanks for having me, Dave. As kind of a broad overview of the town, uh, what does the town want to do in terms of economic development? Who would you like to attract to Burrowville? Good question. We, um, we of course, Burrowville has its village centers. It's an old mill village place that grew during the Industrial Revolution. So we have these cluster of, of village centers that we want to try to rehabilitate with the private sector going forward today. We also um, have the traditional industrial parks. We have Barbell Commerce Park, which is town-owned, and we have the industrial park on Route 100. Of course, we're home, as many people know, to Daniele, the prosciutto factory. Amazing, amazing business. They just did a huge expansion, about 300,000 square feet up in Barville. So we have we have a little bit of everything in terms of the traditional stuff that people are familiar with in terms of parks and the smaller scale retail stuff that are in the villages like Pasco and Harrisville and like that. When you talk about attracting, I mean, how many people do you want to attract? You're a planner, so obviously you're planning. And yeah. Burrowville does have this, a very much a rural char- uh, character, and then these village centers, uh, you know, throughout that are, go back to the Industrial Revolution. So how much does Burrowville want to grow? The balancing act is something we're always sensitive to. It's a challenge. I think our planning board does a great job with trying to locate growth pretty efficiently in a manner that's not, you know, so sprawling. Um, We've got to look at it with a fine-tooth comb. We're very strategic about the growth location in concert with uh, the road network that goes through the town. We have Route 102, primary way to get in and out of Barville. It lends itself well to being distribution network for heavier truck traffic and the like like that. So we wanted to confine our industrial parks to 102, uh, which is why the town acquired the Barville Commerce Park. And of course, we have the one on Route 100. But the other reasoning thereby to keep the truck traffic on that road is so they're not traveling right through the village centers, which are pedestrian and very, you know, you have your smaller retail shops and such like that. So we think we're balancing it pretty well. Now that the, between Daniele and the planned growth at the Algonquin Pipeline terminus and station, do you see a lot of increased truck traffic? Good question. I Obviously, during the power plant uh, construction, there'll be truck traffic there. Well, will there be, uh, so once the once that construction is completed, however, will it, uh, you know, the traffic, the construction traffic will die down then? Yeah, it's difficult to say what the truck impact will be as a result of the power plant. You know, we haven't formally seen an application of that yet. It has to go through the Energy Facility Siting Board, which will then send us a package to see how exactly the power plant will play out. So I can't really say right now what the impact will be. So it sounds like the town is being selective about who to draw in in terms of development, less likely to have a major big box shopping center like they just put up on Route 146, more like an individual business? Correct. I think that the big box market, if you will, that kind of is taking care of itself. It, what's in place is already in place in terms of what's around us, you know, the crossings at Smithfield, the Lincoln Mall has a big resurgence that they just went through the past 10 years. The highway interchange system is what determines where those things locate, and they're already where they are. The people in Barville are 
content, I think, with driving to those places and coming back to quiet Barraville afterwards. I mean, there's a lot of open space in the western part of town, too, but you don't see much development there? Not particularly, no, because it's too far removed from 395 um, without any major interchanges there. And there is a lot of protected area there, the Pulaski Forest, for example. Exactly. And, of course, you already have the big box with Walmart and whatnot right over near Putnam. So that's already in place there. We are talking with Boroughville Economic Development Director Thomas Kravitz. This is Rhode Island Public Radio. It's the bottom line. So, Tom, one of the things is, uh, you know, Boroughville is more than just a rural and village concept. It also seems to be turning into a bedroom community for the major metro centers around it, Worcester, Boston, Providence. I mean, how many people are, are actually working somewhere else and not working in Boroughville who live there? It's hard to say, but the DLT did provide some numbers about, you know, where the people work uh, from Barville. We have, it shows here that about 65% of Barvillians, if you will, work in other towns. Um, 11% of Massachusetts, 2% go to Connecticut to work, 20% come here to Providence to work, uh, and then there's 1% uh, it has here elsewhere. There's a fair number of people, though, who do visit Barville because of some unique things that we have there. One of which, of course, we have the campgrounds. We had, uh, you know, Maroney's campground up on Echo Lake, which is still operational. They had a big summer this year. Spring Lake. Yes. Spring Lake Beach is great. Um, they just did a big revamping of that place. We have the Feinstein Youth Camp, the Cub World Camp, which a lot of people will take their kids up to that near Buck Hill. Addaville East is a very interesting place. It's a rifle range. They teach you how to hunt and fish and shoot sporting clays there. Matt Light, actually the former New England Patriot, he hosts the, the Light Foundation there. He's had it there now 11 years in a row. Just had the uh, the event for yeah, the year. Yeah. So it's it's there's some unique places like that in Barville that people will come and frequent. Wright's Farm, of course. Most Rhode Islanders know. They don't even know they've been in Barville when they go to Wright's Farm, but most have visited Wright's Farm at one point or another. What is the town's pitch to a potential business? We have land in the industrial park, depending on what the use is, of course. Uh, Even if it's a small retail use, we have property that we are trying to market with the private sector in, let's say, Stillwater. We have a couple old mills there left yet to fix up. That's the Stillwater Mill Complex, a very large complex. Right, which you you saw yourself. It's a great place. We've got the library there, farmer's markets there now. The clock tower is all rehabilitated. I saw a lot of room to expand. There is, There are two major mill buildings left to fix up. I'd say it's 70% there. You know, we still could use a little bit of help from the historic tax credit. How about financial incentives being offered to potential businesses? <clears throat> Do you have many of those? The town council does offer tax stabilization uh, to companies that will create jobs. So you'll see that with the uh, manufacturing sector. Uh, Alshon Cashmere Company just opened up in town last year. I believe they were a benefactor of that. We offer, you know, I want to say this, it's just the speed at which we try to respond to people. We're very diligent. We get back to people the day they call. I think people appreciate our response time in general, just that customer service side of it. Any other points you'd like to make? No, Barville is uh, fell in love with the town. You know, like I said, I I didn't envision myself uh, being a planner like this, um, grew up in my grandfather's printing shop and, you know, I didn't foresee this happening, uh, but it's great. It's been great to work with the public and try to rebuild the areas in town that we've had success in doing. Um, I love the outdoors. 
you know, grew up fishing with my father. It's a great place to go fishing. Me and my wife and our little girl, we go now. It's a great place. Okay, Burrowville Economic Director Thomas Kravitz has been our guest this time around on The Bottom Line. Thanks for coming in and talking. Thank you. And thanks again to Mark Murphy of Providence Business News. Great as always to be here, Dave. I'm Dave Fallon. This is The Bottom Line on Rhode Island Public Radio, Rhode Island's NPR. Major funding for The Bottom Line is provided by the Rhode Island Foundation, using philanthropy to move Rhode Island forward.